welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. In this episode, just like all of our game recap episodes, are sponsored by Cahaba Brewing. Uh, thank you so much to Cahaba for sponsoring all of our game recaps. Um, right now, my favorite uh, core beer of theirs for this week um, especially on the beach, was their Pale Ale, their classic Pale Ale, only 4.18% ABV. It's a super chill beer, and especially a good slow sipper for the for the beach, and it still packs a bunch of flavors. So go ahead and check out Cahaba Brewing's Tap Room, or if you want to, you can go to your favorite local superstore, and they should have a Cahaba beer on the shelf, um, but definitely check out their website, cahababrewing.com. But guys... UAB falls battle for the bones 45 to 21 and falls to one and three in the American Athletic Conference and two and six overall. And, you know, I, I was able to catch some of it riding up uh, from the beach. Uh, Jimmy, Darian, I don't know where we want to start here. No, what, no, what we'll start is no Jacob Zeno. So Jacob Zeno did not play in this game. They said on the broadcast that he was actually cleared uh, this morning, uh, cleared concussion protocol. But Trent Dilford decided, you know, to still kind of go easy. And I think he played the smart, you know, by not playing him. Because you really don't want to rush him back. And then you've got the bye week coming now after this game. Um, but, but guys, uh, you know, kind of learning about Jacob Zeno not being there. Um, did that kind of change? our mindset heading into this game, like the, the late breaking news that he's not going to play. Yes. <laughs> Just for the short <laughs> answer. Yes, it did. Uh, Gina. Yeah. I mean, we uh, did the preview and uh, we obviously did not talk or make our predictions based on Zeno not playing. Uh, so it certainly would have changed some of that discussion, right. Amongst the three of us and certainly probably, even more so the predictions that we had thrown out. And it absolutely changed the game plan, um, you know, as we start to dive into the game. You look at um, the emphasis of, of having more high-volume runs compared to passing attempts. Uh, you know, you look at the statistics, whether it be completions or attempts or passing percentage, all of which uh, were down per our season average. So, you know, not only would it have changed the discussion going into the game, it certainly changed the game plan as well, at least in the first half. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at, you know, they played three quarterbacks today. Uh, Harrison Barker got the start. Trace Campbell got in, uh, the former tight end from Ole Miss. Um, and of course, Landry Liddy. But guys, three interceptions. I mean, that's that's not going to cut it. And that ultimately led to what, 14 points for Memphis? So Memphis had a, it was 21 nothing points off turnovers. I don't know if the other one was off a of fumble, but the other Memphis was 21 0 on points off turnovers. Yeah, it was three interceptions and a fumble by Barker. So all the turnovers were quarterback related. Mm. That just That's hurts tough. even more. And then and you, so one and one of them being a pick six, and the other being basically a pick six. Should have I mean, been. They, yeah. they they returned it. They they returned it in inside of the ten. So I mean, you you basically giving them points. Um, I know a lot of people was looking back and saying stuff about our defense, but you really can't put that. You can't put this game on the defense. Honestly, um, was the defense good? No, I would say they were average. 
I say they were about average. I I don't like the fact that we cannot generate any kind of pressure. But Memphis has a solid O line, so hey, we just we got to find a way to get pressure. But you know, as a <clears throat> those those turnovers, man, they they doom you. So I don't I don't know what we expect. Now I don't like some of the play calls. Like one of the one of the turnovers. We did like this, uh, this screen t- type of fake one way, try to come back the other way. Yeah, and then I didn't like that. It, no. Yes, it was on the second, and you know, like, it, and it pushed us back all the way into like third and twenty. And I thought we were just gonna hand it off and punt it, and then it was a, it was a pick. You know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't smart. We weren't gonna get a third and twenty, not with the backup quarterback in. I don't know why we tried to be ultra aggressive right there. Um, well, well, speaking of being ultra aggressive, let's talk about right before halftime. Not kicking the field goal. I mean, what did I mean? I was saying it in the car watching. I said, you know, you've only got what twenty was it twenty two seconds or something like that, and it was fourth and two. Just take your three points before they attempted the fourth down. And I get it that you know Jimmy sent us the post game video. Coach, or, you know, that Trent really thought that they had to be super aggressive this game in particular. But, man, take the three points. And yeah, kudos, you know, to Trent. I think he realized right away that was a terrible decision, of course, when they didn't get it. But kind of looking back, that was the momentum shift that Memphis, you know, came out of – went to halftime, came out of locker room, and really never looked back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I know what Trent said in post game. I listened to it. I just disagree with them. I think, I think you have to go by the game, and I think that's something I, our our staff is struggling with. And hopefully, they they're able to review um, over the bye week. We really, really need this bye week. We're a really injured team. You know, we didn't have our starting quarterback. We're starting two freshmen, in which this is the the positive is this is the best off. We 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 went against a decent defense and our offensive line did good. I want people to know that like our offensive line did well. We started a train at right guard and I felt like that made a hell of a lot of difference. And um, we have two freshmen starting on the O line. They both did well. Um, <clears throat> but I think one thing our staff needs to needs to improve on, you know, is. The, the adjustments mid-game, I think it seems as if we have a game plan in the beginning and we stick with that game plan no matter what. And I don't agree with that. I think you have a plan. Uh, to me, a plan is a guide. And at that point, it's like, hey, man, we threw the pick six. We should. It's a blessing that we have this. We, we got this opportunity to go up at half. Let's take the points. It'll only be like 19 seconds left. We should be able to hold, and then we we come back out, and the defense held them to a field goal when we came uh, when we came out. I don't know if we just had uh, a three and out right after that, or I don't know if it was a uh, interception. I have to go and look, but yeah, I do think there was a momentum <clears throat> momentum shift. Of course, the pick six was big. We it, it was a lot of momentum shifts, basically. Us getting off the field on third downs, they had a lot of – it seemed like a lot of long drives, and we got them into third downs plenty of times on those drives, and we just cannot get off the field, and that is a big problem for us. I don't know what the statistics is. I'm pretty sure we are one of the bottom five teams in 
getting off the field on third downs. And then on, on, on our side of the ball, when it's like third and four, third and three, third and five, I get anxiety because I'm like, are right, we going to get this? Because it seems like we, we, we don't really do a good job converting. And it, it put us in these weird fourth and twos, fourth and ones, fourth and fives. And it's like at the, you know, we, we're going in from 30-yard line. What do you do? You go for it. We don't get it. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, all the momentum is out of our sails. So, um, Jimmy, what did you see there? Well, speaking of the statistics, Darren, you you nailed it. UAB was 3 of 12 on third down, Memphis 9 of 16. When you look at the season, UAB is converting at 38%, roughly on third downs. Uh, opponents are converting at 46% thereabouts. And so um, you're, you're certainly right. You know, going back to your defensive point earlier, um, the fact that the defense forced Memphis into 16 third down attempts, um, you know, is good. But when they were in those situations, to your point, they were not able to stop Memphis from converting. I can think back to uh, one point in particular where I believe it was going into the second quarter, UAB had forced Memphis into a third and 14. I believe it was. It was either third and 14 or third and 15. And Memphis uh, picked up 13 or 14 yards. They're one yard short. And, Bro, uh, I think it was third and 19 to make it worse. I think it was third yeah, and 19. It was a it was a super long uh, third third down, a situation in which UAB could have forced Memphis into a, at least a, a field goal. Memphis didn't get all the yardage on third down, but then they converted on the fourth uh, and then ultimately scored two plays later. And that kind of brings us to, you know, the red zone, um, you know, statistics. Memphis this game was six of six in the red zone. They scored five touchdowns. The one time they did not score a touchdown, they scored a field goal. And UAB, conversely, was one of three in the red zone uh, for one touchdown. We know the two uh, failed fourth down conversions. So the second half, uh, UAB, those statistics were not helped by UAB failing to reach the red zone offensively once in the second half. So, I mean, this game, we've touched on it, the turnovers. You can't win when you turn it over four times. Um, you know, much less if you want to count the other failed fourth down conversions, uh, which would be a total of six turnovers. Um, it impacted us here, there, and everywhere. 67 total plays was a season low uh, for UAB. Um, you know, so, yeah, lots of bad. Uh, but what I will say is that that first half, uh, Dilfer talked about it in the in the post game. The the philosophy going into the game, maybe it's something that we can talk a little bit more on the Patreon about, uh, you know, Dilfer's belief that there was only one way to win that football game. But you can't argue the success of uh, that game plan in the first half. When you look at UAB, they had nine more first downs in Memphis. They outgained Memphis 332 yards to 157. They outgained them in the air, in the on the ground, time of possession they controlled. Uh, UAB had zero penalties in the first half. Uh, they did have the one turnover. Um, so it, it's hard to argue that game plan like in the first half, offensively speaking. Um, you know, and again, I think it might be more of a broader conversation for us to have on our Patreon uh, show later. But uh, in the second half, you know, Dilfer had touched on how offensively, and you guys heard the commentary too, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like offensively we went away from that strategy in the second half and we with our quarterback rotation we started trying to play more how we have throughout the year and that's what ultimately led you know to those additional turnovers which then let the game get away yeah you know 
as as I was coming in because I had to I didn't get there until the second half and Jimmy was heading out. And it was almost like a premonition. We was talking and Jimmy said to me, because Jimmy had to go get baby hydrogen, hashtag baby hydrogen. <laughs> uh, but um Oh, Hampton it, made it to the game, Jimmy? No, I had to go home to get Hampton. Hampton oh. had a long <laughs> Hampton had a long, long night. Uh, you know, he's for those of you that don't know, Hampton's only two weeks old, and so he didn't get to sleep, and mama didn't get to sleep till after three o'clock last night. And so Jimmy got to go the first half, and then Jimmy had to come home to, <laughs> to take care of some business. So Darian was coming in, and he Jimmy was the first guy that you know, one of the first guys I seen coming out, and we talked for a while. And he said that, man, I just hope that I he didn't know if that was sustainable, it was kind of kind of gimmicky like you're you caught him off guard for the first half you know um switching in all these quarterbacks but i do wish we would have went in with the lead because it, it, it's not about the i think as a coach you have to think about the overall morale of the team and it's much more different going up with the lead knowing your back your backup quarterback is out you guys still were able to get the lead versus feeling all let down like dang we just had that drive we got close twice we got close to the end zone um, because we went, we didn't convert on like a fourth and two as well, something like that. You know, fourth and five, I believe, in the first half. So you you come in, you go to the end zone twice, and you don't get any points. That's six points. And then <clears throat> another decision I didn't agree with was when we went, we got the first two point conversion. All right, we're we're up one. Let's just let's just let's just kick the field goal down. Like so. Even when Memphis scored, it was still 8-7 UAB. You know, so potentially that's seven points I feel like we left. That's a whole touchdown I feel like we left on the field by by being, quote-unquote, hyper-aggressive. That, that messes with your team around. You know, your team's like, dang, we went down there. We got these yards. Well, what, what does that matter when we're not converting? So now on the back end, when the team score on the, in the second half or whatever, we're playing more desperate, we're playing more catch-up. I think that allows you to run the ball more in the second half to kind of be more conservative and not have to put the ball in the air unless we throw and go routes. That's another thing. We did miss like two or three potential touchdowns. Uh, we just missed them. Just missed them. So and one one of them was like it was a, it was a clear P.I. on Memphis defender, but – the, that ball wasn't catchable to book halter. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, my other concern is like on, on defense, we don't seem to be very, we seem reactive. We're not, we, we don't, we don't cause plays. We don't make plays, you know? Um, it's just, we react, we catch. There's no, there's nobody coming off the ball, forcing any, any mistakes, Seth Hennigan had, I mean, he ate breakfast. How, how many times we've said that this year, like the opposing team is eating breakfast. They're sending emails in the pocket. There's there's no force. There's nothing to fear. There's minimum tackle for losses. It's, I don't I don't I don't know what the answer to that is, but we don't generate any pressure. The opposing team isn't scared on a third and four or whatever. You should be able to pick that up against UAB right now because who's gonna make a play? Who's gonna make a play? Nobody. And um, you know, I don't know. One one thing that is kind of confusing to me as well is like we're so used to making fish making plays, at least three to four impact plays a game. And I have I have rarely seen that this year. And I don't know if that was that scheme related, but for two to three years, we've seen fish make those plays. 
And um, I would like to see us. I don't. I just don't know what our scheme. I don't know what we're telling the guys up front and how they should play. But there, it doesn't seem very forceful. And I would like to see at least. So it's one of two things: our scheme isn't helping generate that pressure, or we just don't have the guys. We just don't have the guys. So we'll we'll we. I'm glad we're going into this bye week. We get to recover. We're going to get a lot of guys back. Um, I also think it's an advantage because a lot of teams already had their bye week. We really need it. And this is this is the part of the schedule that I'm going to really be critically looking at because a lot of these teams we're, e- we're either even with. I feel like we're about even with FAU or m- maybe slightly favored. So this is the point of the season that I'm really going to be judging. If you look at this point of the season, I mean, what I don't know what people expected our record to be especially with the injuries we've had. I mean, what did you, I don't know. Uh, I always go back to the beginning of the year when we had everybody available and we were talking about um, expectations. I don't, this was always going to be like, I think we were hoping for three wins, maybe three wins. I think we was hoping to either take down UTSA or, you know, maybe Louisiana or um, I don't, I don't know, but we, this is the this is the time that that we need to step up and win games. We got the opportunity to win games. I think we should at least take three of them. Um, so we'll see. Hey, Darren, I like what you were talking about. Actually, I don't like what you were talking about, but the reality is true. Is is the lack of the defensive line or just the defense um, altogether generate pressure? And uh, something that we were really dependent upon early in the year was remember we were talking about UAB being one of the uh, top schools programs. And FBS and forced fumbles. Uh, we're relying on some of those turnovers. Um, in the past two weeks, we haven't got it. UTSA turned the ball over once, and uh, Memphis protected the ball, zero turnovers. And so, you know, when you when you're not turning the opponent over, and conversely, like today, when you're turning it over the way that we are, it's just a recipe for disaster. Even if everything else was going really well, um, you know, it, it's just a recipe for disaster as it relates to the last. Uh, whatever we have, four games the rest of the season. Um, it's tough right now to talk about it. Uh, I think that's going to be a good bye week discussion, but um, I like that you said that that's going to be kind of when you're the most critical because I completely agree. Like we've we've talked all season about how challenging um, and front-loaded the schedule was, and the reality is it's true. Look at the opponents that we've lost to. Look how they're performing the season. And even teams that – um, you know, ha- didn't have a great start to the season uh, or not as great as they could have been. Teams like UTSA, Memphis, and Tulane are going to be awesome the rest of the way, in my opinion. So it uh, doesn't make the losses any better, but we are reaching that point in the season where uh, the last four, you've got to make a statement. Um, you know, you've got to show the growth, but also show the results to carry some type of momentum and some type of confidence into the offseason and uh, into year two under Dilfer and the staff. Um, again, UAB falls 45 to 21, the Bell for the Bones rivalry against Memphis. UAB will enter a bye week this week and will uh, welcome FAU into town for homecoming November the 4th. Uh, the time for that game will be set Monday morning, so pay attention. Um, also, guys, um, w- since it's the bye week, we will not have anything else on the free shoot, free show, not free shoot, free show. Uh, 
thinking about Joe Webb and that shoe against Memphis. <laughs> um, but yeah, there will not be another free show until we have our uh, FAU preview the following week. However, Patreon supporters, we will be doing a bi-week uh, Q&A show again for this fall. Um, so expect a link on the Patreon probably Sunday afternoon-ish, probably around that time. But you should get an email alert um, for your Patreon, for Patreon subscribers. But ask us some questions or two. You know, we're, we're, we're going to give it a few days. Uh, we'll give it through Sunday through Tuesday to get for you uh, guys to ask your questions. But make sure that you comment on the Patreon post to get your question answered. But well, I'll get with Jimmy and Darian. We'll probably do that either Wednesday, probably Wednesday night or Thursday. Just to give you guys some time to get those questions posted. But if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash blazerpod and join. Again, just $5 a month. It gets you access to all exclusive episodes. We are nearing 40 exclusive episodes, so check that out. Um, but we'll be back in the free feed if you are not on Patreon to get you guys ready after the bye week for FAU. But Jimmy... Darian, you guys any got anything else for the listeners before we wrap it up? Keep your head up. Times like yeah. this are tough, but let's keep let's keep coming together and uh don't lose your minds on each other. Let, let's let's stop that fighting on social media. Let's have a goodbye week. Yeah, man, just chill out. Like let let the let the let the schedule play out. We all we all knew that this was gonna be um a challenging first half of the year. Just chill, man. Like everything, yeah. I I I see too much. It's just it just go a little too far. We play nothing but good teams. After NCAT, it's nothing but we've had we haven't had a bad team yet, and we weren't we haven't been at that level. You know, we we had the good game against USF, and we showed some fight in some games. And I really feel like second half of games is where is where we need to learn at. And now we go into the bye week. We've had a ton of injuries, and we talked about it in the beginning that this team doesn't have depth, doesn't have the necessary depth. Well, the thing that we talked about was like we needed guys to stay healthy. We have not been healthy. <laughs> We've had tons of season-ending in- injuries. We had we started having those before the season even started. I mean. Skull had, had was hurt. He had to work himself back. He wasn't even healthy until like game three or four, basically. And we lost our starting right guard. We lost starting linebackers when we already didn't have linebackers. Like we've we've lost guys all over. Just chill out, man, and and let the let the year play out and then review it. And then um, hopefully we can go into next year with some momentum. Especially in recruiting, we get guys back. We get to have some transfers. The the staff get a year under. So everybody just chill. Just let's let's just have some patience. Definitely well said. And uh, another reminder too on the on our Patreon, ask uh, a Q and A. Everything is on the table. So football, basketball, whatever, recruiting, ask us, and you know we'll try to answer it. You know we we did this back in the summer, and we had to do two separate episodes because you guys asked so many great questions. So, Patreon.com. So again, drink Cahaba beer, relax, and basketball and Andy Kennedy's right around the corner. Go Blazers. <laughs>